Hello, everyone, and welcome into the fourth iteration of the Shy State Pod, the official podcast of Chicago State Cougar Athletics. I'm Sam Brief, here in my home studio in Chicago. Really happy to have you with me. So I'm not sure if you've heard, but a new program is coming to Chicago State, a program that hasn't played since the late 1980s, and that's men's soccer. Under the direction of head coach Trevor Banks, this program's going to get cooking this spring. And it hasn't played since Dr. Gideon Charles was a student at Chicago State. And Dr. Gideon is our guest on today's episode of the Shy State Pod. He was born in Trinidad and Tobago, came to Chicago State, and was part of a 100% international Chicago State men's soccer team. He said he loved it. They did very well. He was one of the star performers. And then for three decades, there was no men's soccer at Chicago State. Until now. It's back, and he's as fired up as anyone. So before hitting you with the interview, I'd like to thank our proud sponsor, BSN Sports, the largest provider of team sports equipment and apparel in the country, which would like to thank all the coaches out there who truly are the heart of the game. While BSN Sports is the best at equipping athletes, coaches are the best at equipping lives, and that's the real final score. Learn more about how BSN Sports can save you time off the field by giving you more time to impact lives on it, by calling your local BSN Sports sales pro, or by visiting bsnsports.com today. And now, here's Dr. Gideon Charles. To see Mr. Banks come there along with um, Mr. Elliott doing the good work that they have been doing is something that I'm eagerly anticipating. It's something that I'm looking forward to. I'm also looking forward to meeting so many of the players so that I can engage them and see what we can do to put Chicago State back on the map. I hear in your voice how excited you are. Yeah. You know, sometimes sometimes people say, oh, I'm excited. And it's like, oh, right, um, right. you know, hey, we're having, um, <laughs> we're having meatloaf for dinner tonight. And then my response is, oh, I'm excited. But I'm saying it and you don't really feel that. I feel right. the excitement from you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so, Gideon, I want to start all the way back from when you started mm-hmm. at Chicago State. You were born in Trinidad and Tobago. How did you end up coming all the way here to Chicago? Well, I actually was, um, was living in Brooklyn. And um, I had family who stayed um, on the south side of Chicago. And they always encouraged me to, to come to Chicago and visit some of the universities here. And um, I visited both the University of Chicago and Chicago State University. And at that time, the coach of, at the University of Chicago was, I can't recall his name right now, but he's a guy from Trinidad who lived out in the south suburbs. And um, he actually wanted me to come to the University of Chicago. But for some reason, I got attracted to Chicago State simply because of the climate there. Um, you know, predominantly a minority university. And I figured it was best for me to come and do something to try and promote and uplift Chicago State University. So in 1986, I came and um, I decided to, to start school and start playing for the university. I think um, at that time, the president of the university was, um, I can't I think it's Dr. Alexander or something to that nature. And um, we were all thrilled. Um, my, my family and I, we were thrilled for me to come to Chicago State because the team at that time, I was the only one from Trinidad. Um, 90% of the players were either from Liberia or from Nigeria. So um, there were no, no African-Americans, no Americans on the team. 
So basically, you know, we had that level of camaraderie which made us come together and did, we did quite well in many of the games that we played both in and out of Chicago. So it was a very international team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally international. What was the culture around the team like? Oh, the culture was, uh, I mean, we all got along. And one of my better friends um, on the team was a gentleman by the name of Emmanuel Okoye. Um, he's Nigerian. And um, we got along quite well. He was one of the better defenders, not only at Chicago State, but quite probably in the Midwest. Um, he went on to play semi-professional soccer. Um, I have not seen him in, in probably about, what, nine years now. But not only did we play for Chicago State, but in the offseason, we played in a league at Jackson Park. Um, and we did quite well there as well. So basically, we, 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 we had that level of camaraderie where we all got together. And outside of Chicago State, we just uh, remained in communication and contact with each other to ensure that we had that level of understanding and respect for each other. So you were a forward. Number 10 is number what you 10, tell number me. 10, yeah, yeah. Why'd you wear number 10? Well, growing up in Trinidad, um, we all know about the greatest soccer player ever, um, Edson Avarentes, Don Nascimento, also known as Pele. And he was my idol. And um, is somebody that I've always loved and cherished, looking, especially looking at him place um, as a footballer in Brazil. And um, growing up in poverty, I think that's what every young man, every young woman wanted to be. And that's the number they wanted to wear in Trinidad and Tobago. So it's something that came very, very close to me. And I decided to wear that. And um, um, not only that, some of the better um, soccer players or football players in Trinidad and Tobago, they also wore number 10. You know, some of um, one of my... One of the better players I saw play in Trinidad was a gentleman by the name of Tom Phillip. Um, one of my good friends right now, his name is Sammy Llewellyn, who lives in Brooklyn. All of these guys were number 10, and they were some, some very, very dedicated and very dangerous forwards. So um, I always looked up to them, and I always said I could emulate these individuals and do just as good or even better than they did. So number 10, you played for yes. three seasons. Yes. There are very few records out there during the yeah. time you played. What right. do you remember about how you guys did? I, I, I know we did quite well. I remember one day um, we were one of, the, uh, one of the hottest team in the Midwest. And um, we, we had to play um, one night. We had to play at Loyola University on the, on the north side of Chicago. And I remember that game quite well. We won that game three to one. And Loyola scored first. And um, I, I don't think I was um, totally fit to play that game. And I remember coming on probably somewhere around the 55th minute of the game because they were still leading one to nothing. And uh, they really depended on me. And I depended on them as well because, you know, as I said, um, we had that level of camaraderie. And when I came on, they were all, the team was basically looking for me to give me the ball. And I remember like somewhere around the 69th minute or something like that, um, I dribbled through the back line and I got a penalty. I scored two goals in that game and we ended up winning that game 3-1. But it was a very competitive game during, um, during that time because um, Loyola, I knew some of the guys on Loyola, some of them were from Jamaica and from Trinidad. And I being the only one from Trinidad <laughs> at Chicago State, I made it my duty to ensure that we won that game. 
uh, simply for bragging rights. <laughs> of the other teams in Chicago, and I'm, I'm counting Loyola, who you just mentioned, University of Chicago, who you considered, mm -hmm. DePaul. Yeah. Were they also predominantly international? Um, not, not University of Chicago. University of Chicago, um, they, they more, they more so their, most of their players were from the United States. I think they had either three or four players. They had no one from, from Trinidad. Um, they had one guy um, from Jamaica. I remember him quite well. I can't recall his name. But after he graduated from University of Chicago, we kept in contact. He went to further his studies at Duke University. And I have not heard from him since. So it's been over, over 30 years since I last heard from him. But it was very competitive um, playing against DePaul, playing against Loyola University of Chicago. Um, we even played against, against Kendall College and Northwestern University. So we, we basically, uh, most of our games were basically uh, throughout the Midwest here, predominantly either on the north, north or the south side of Chicago. But as I said, it was very competitive and it's something that I truly enjoy because I, I made a lot of friends uh, both at Chicago State and outside of Chicago State. So it's something that has always been very near and dear to me, the competitive spirit that, 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 that we, we gathered together as a unit to ensure that not only during school, but after school, we could have that understanding and love and respect for each other. You mentioned after school and, and mm. staying in contact when you were done. So you finished mm. up in 91. Mm. Are you still in contact with a lot of the guys? Yes. I'm not, I, I don't know what a lot would mean, but um, Emmanuel Okoye, um, but there's a few of them. Um, most of them still live here, but the majority of them have a family now. Um, they still have the league um, at Jackson Park. So from time to time, some of them will come by there in the summertime and I'll see them. Some of them have gained a lot of weight. <laughs> you know, but... Um, uh, we won't name see. names. <laughs> some of them, <laughs> they have gained a lot of weight. But um, I mean, they were wonderful, wonderful young men because you have to remember, coming from Li Liberia, Liberia was a, a, a war zone country. So they had the opportunity to come and get a quality education here. And, um, and in the process of doing that, also play football. Um, one of the guys I, I recall still works. Uh, he might have retired now. He used to work in the admissions office at Chicago State. Um, his name is Thomas Weir. Um, so I, I know I saw him maybe about a year or two ago. But I try to keep in contact with him as much and as often as possible. So as someone who had such a great experience playing soccer or football, as you say, at Chicago State, how difficult was it to see no men's soccer for such a long period of time? It, it was. It, it was rather difficult because of all the um, varsity teams we had there, um, soccer is the only one that had a winning season. So um, for a number of years when we played, we were the only winning team of all the varsity teams there. And when it was brought to our attention that we were going to discontinue the soccer, um, soccer Chicago State, um, it, it, it hurt quite a lot of us because, as you know, coming from a foreign country, um, soccer is the most viewed and the most played sport in the world. So for them to take away soccer and focus more on basketball, men and women basketball, it was very disheartening and very discomforting. But be that as it may, um, after that, as I said, we still stayed together. We still stuck together. And um, we played in the league at Jackson Park. 
where we were quite successful as a unit, as a team. So um, not um, not yes, um, soccer was was a thing of the past at Chicago State, but we still um, had that love for soccer that we continued playing at the Jackson Park League, something that we enjoyed and we did quite well. What's your favorite memory from playing soccer at CSU? Um, my favorite memory is, first of all, coming on campus there. And um, at that time when I played, there, there weren't any dorms or anything like that. But just um, getting together with the coaches and, and the players and just meeting people from various walks of life. You know, is the first time I actually, I, I've known people from Africa, but it's the very first time I had, to, to, I had the opportunity to associate myself and assemble myself with individuals, players from various parts of Africa. Um, as I said, Liberia, Nigeria. Um, one guy was from Tanzania. So we, we, uh, there was a vast array of individuals who basically educated me not only about life inside America, but more so life outside of America, and particularly Africa, where I became more knowledgeable about the history and the politics of Africa. So ultimately, um, that even further encouraged me to, to study about political science after I, after I pursued my, after I decided to further my studies and I did my master's in history. I did another master's in urban planning and then decided to go and further it, um, doing a PhD in public policy. So it's something that has always been very near and dear to me. And I think um, my incentive um, for pursuing my master's degree in history was more so interacting with my colleagues who, as I said, most of them being from Africa. And now you're an adjunct professor yes. in the political, in political science department. department. Right. Uh, what kinds of classes do you teach? I teach American government. Um, I teach um, public policy. Um, I teach blacks in, in the political process. Um, I also teach um, black forum. Um, so I have about five classes that I teach um, interactively, um, you know, intermittently. So this semester I'll be teaching three courses um, and those are the three courses I'll be teaching. But at any given time, it may change. Uh, it may vary during the course of the semester according to what uh, the students need to graduate. What? A wild time in mm. American and world history to be mm -hmm. teaching the set of courses that you teach. How much do you yes. incorporate what's happening right now into your <laughs> classes? Um, I teach quite a lot of it because I think the concept I bring in teaching political science is for my students to have an open mind. Um, because if you sit down and you listen to the various, various channels, whether it's CNN or Fox News, and you have a discussion um, and you, 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 you listen to the individuals who speak, generally, they will give their opinions either from a liberal point of view or from a conservative point of view. And I generally tell my students, they have to basically combine those two perspectives and come up with your own analysis and to see whether or not, you know, whether or not these individuals are, are actively and progressively telling you the truth, um, providing some level of veracity to you so that you can have a clear understanding as to what's taking place, not only in the United States, but throughout the world. And that is something I try to implement in my classes. I don't want them to, to generally think that the United States is the world, that there are other countries outside of the United States that have some form of democracy 
that we must always try and view and have a level of respect for and an understanding as to how politics works outside of the United States as well. It's interesting, too, how much your time playing soccer at Chicago State brought that bigger picture perspective to you because you're, at that time, you're here in Chicago mm. playing, studying, working with these guys, which is a 100% international team. Mm. And you're in Chicago. I mean, right there, you have an example of the world at large. Right, correct, correct, correct. So when did you first find out that men's soccer was coming back to Chicago State? Well, the very first time um, I heard that they had a new athletic director. Um, they told me his name is Elliot Charles. I didn't know much about him, but then I started hearing that um, his family is from Trinidad. So I became overly excited to know that they bring in someone to run the athletic department who is from the Caribbean, who has uh, Trinidad roots. So I think maybe a few weeks um, while on campus, I decided to come over to the athletic department and introduce myself to Mr. Elliot Charles. And uh, we had a very lengthy discussion and he was very open and very honest with me. And I saw that he had a great vision to promote and advance Chicago State, uh, something that we never had in the past 30 years. His motive, his intent is something that is very salubrious, very beneficial for the advancement of Chicago State. Uh, not only that, I saw that he, bring, he brought on Mr. Trevor Banks, who I've, I've had the opportunity to meet as well. And I can see he's very passionate about the soccer team coming, to, coming back to Chicago State. So as I told both of, it, both of those individuals, if there's anything I can do to try to you know, incite and promote and uplift Chicago State in and around the community, it's something that I'm really willing and able to do because I'm very, very passionate about soccer um, coming back to Chicago State University. And I can attest to the vision that Elliot has that you just talked about and also Coach Banks' passion, right? He's, he's got a, a soccer background, played. He's coached at many levels, and he's fiery. He's, he's ready to lead this program and ready to win. So it, talking with both of those individuals, and then I'm, I'm talking to you now for the first time, you know, it's got me fired up about men's soccer coming <laughs> back. That's for sure. Yes, it, it is. And um, I, I could only see Chicago State moving up um, and advancing because of those two individuals. Not only those two, but other individuals at Chicago State, like yourself. I'm meeting you for the first time. And I can hear the passion in your voice that you would do whatever you can to promote and advance Chicago State. And it's people like you we need on, on campus to show that level of, of, of passion and commitment and dedication and diligence to ensure that we can move, move at, uh, Chicago State in a totally new direction, something that is different from what transpired in the past. Thank you very much. I, I appreciate that and 100% concur with what you're telling me. Now, let's flash forward a little bit. The men's soccer program plays its first game in decades since you were there. What do you think that moment will be like? Oh, wow. <laughs> I think I thought about that a couple of, on a couple of occasions. And I, I know I would, I would just sit back there in awe. Um, I've, I know for a fact that I'll bring my son there to the very first game wherever they play at um, in Chicago and let him know this is where I played my soccer. He knows about Chicago State because 
Um, he has attended almost 60 to 70 percent of the men's basketball game whenever they played um, on campus. So my son knows quite a lot about Chicago State University. Um, so it, it's something that I'm looking forward to, um, having the opportunity to meet the players. I, I, I think reading about some of the players on the team, I know some of them were on the track team and I've seen them on campus. So I would love to have the opportunity to have dialogue with them and see what it is they can do, what passion they have to also to, to, to bring that level of commitment and ded dedication to Chicago State University. And uh, I, I know that these individuals, um, they are looking forward to, to starting off that season. And, um, you know, having, having a conversation with Mr. Banks, um, I, am, I believe that um, there will be bumpy roads along the way, but I think with, you know, he has that passion and commitment to ensure that we forge ahead in a very positive way to, to ensure that the end result is far better than what, what we are dealing with at the present time. So things are looking, um, things are looking very promising, um, dealing with the athletic director, um, the, the, the coaches and so forth at Chicago State. So I, I'm eager and excited and passionate about, you know, coming to the very first game at Chicago State University in over 30 years. You mentioned the three track stars that'll be on the men's soccer team. So we know it'll be a very fast team, right? <laughs> Ricardo McKenzie's one of them. He's a WAC champion sprinter. So if nothing else, I know this team's going to have speed. Yeah. Yes, you're right about that. As a matter of fact, um, some, uh, maybe about, well, let's say about 12, 13 years ago, um, on the track team, we had a few guys from Jamaica um, who came from Jamaica and on the track team. And they were, they, one of the guys in particular, he's now a police officer, Chicago um, police officer. He was a tremendous athlete. His name is Kempes. And, um, you know, I, I keep in contact with him. Um, when I look back and I say, Lord, could, could you imagine if we had him on the team today? Because he was, he's a tremendous athlete. Um, I, I knew I was good, but he's exceptional. And um, if we had started a few years earlier on, I'm quite sure we'd be reaping uh, the benefits of people like having him on campus there at Chicago State University. So if I, if, if I can see the, the, the talent in that gentleman, um, I am confident that those that we have on campus now from Jamaica and wherever, I am confident that they have just as much talent or even far more better than he is. So it's, it's exciting. It's, it's some exciting times coming at Chicago State University. It really is. The administration, coaching staff, roster, it, it's all coming together. Now the next step, get out on the pitch. Start playing. And Dr. Gideon Charles, I know you're as excited about that as anyone out there. It's wonderful to talk to you. It's a bridge between the Chicago State men's soccer program of the past and the one of the future. So really appreciate your time today, Dr. Charles. It's a pleasure. Feel free to call me anytime. And um, I wish you all the best. Kindly extend my regards to Mr. J Mr. Elliot Charles, Mr. Trevor Banks, and the rest of the coaching staff. And I would like to wish each and every one of you all continued health, strength, and prosperity in 2021 and beyond. So thank you for having me. And um, again, please feel free to contact me anytime. It would be a pleasure speaking football at Chicago State with you at any given time. Thank you so much. Back in the studio, big thank you to Dr. Gideon Charles for hopping on the podcast today. I really meant what I told him at the beginning 
you can hear excitement in someone's voice. There's a big difference between, I'm excited, and, oh, I'm excited, and he's the second one. So I am excited to keep in touch with Dr. Gideon and chat about Chicago State men's soccer as it makes its renaissance again playing this spring for the first time since the late 1980s. So that'll do it for the fourth episode of the Shy State Pod. Really would like to thank you for coming on and listening today, joining us for an exciting conversation about a new program at Chicago State. I've been Sam Brief alongside you right here in Chicago. I'll talk to you next week. In the meantime, stay safe and healthy. Adios. <laughs>